This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. Good afternoon, this is Marshall Davis. Today I'm looking at the third beatitude in Jesus's eightfold path of non-dual awareness. He says, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. To understand the saying, we have to know what he means by meek. This is badly misunderstood because of the common association of meekness with weakness. But meekness is not weakness. It is the exact opposite. The Torah describes Moses as weak. It says, now the man Moses was very meek, more than all people who were on the face of the earth. And yet he was a champion of the Hebrew people, a prince of Egypt who led a rebellion against Pharaoh and freed the people of Israel from slavery a story celebrated by the Jews every Passover. So meek does not mean weak. When I think of meek, I think of someone like Mahatma Gandhi, who appeared to be a harmless little man in a loincloth, yet he freed his country from the British Empire in a nonviolent way. Meek is not weak. The little man Ramana Maharshi is another little man in a loincloth. He was meek. Jesus was meek, but not weak, even though he advocated nonviolence. The Buddha was meek. Thomas Merton was meek. Great spiritual leaders tend to be meek, but they are certainly not weak. The best definition of meek is selfless. Meekness is selflessness. And I am using that word not in the common sense of it being the opposite of selfish, but in the non-dual sense of being without self, selfless. Spiritual awakening opens us up to see that we are not a self. We are without self. Jesus saw through the facade of the personal self at his spiritual awakening, which happened at his baptism in the Jordan River. It transformed his life from being an unknown small town carpenter to being a great spiritual leader that changed history. Once Jesus saw through the individual self, he was open to the universal self. Once he shed his separate identity, he knew his divine identity. In Christian lingo, he was filled with the Holy Spirit baptized, the word means immersed in the spirit of God, in divine reality. Meekness is selflessness. Selflessness is a definition of non-duality. In non-dual awareness, it is seen that one is selfless, one is without self, and there is instead just one self, which includes all. 
It is seen that there's no inside or outside also. We tend to think of ourselves as separate little entities located somewhere inside these fleshly bodies that are different from everyone and everything in the outside world. But in spiritual awakening, this barrier between inside and outside, between us and other, me and them dissolves and is seen as all one. We are the all. I'm reading a book at the present time. Actually, I just finished it last night entitled Southernmost by Silas House. It is a novel about a Pentecostal pastor of a church in Tennessee who has a crisis of faith that upends his position as a pastor, upends his marriage and his family. The story revolves around the issue of accepting LGBTQ people into the church. And besides the pastor, the other main character is the pastor's nine-year-old son, Justin. And even though Justin has been raised in a very conservative church, he has a very untraditional spirituality. In a chapter entitled The Everything, there is a description of this nine-year-old's understanding of God. Here is the opening paragraph of that chapter, that, and it takes place in the Florida Keys. Justin used to think the trees were God. But today, right here, he thinks the ocean might be God. All that power and weakness spread out for us to see. The ocean can do so much when it wants to. And sometimes it can do nothing but go in and out, waves and smoothness. The ocean is a mystery and so is God. They are both so big we cannot see all of them at the same time, but we can catch pieces of them here and there. Justin believes God is big like the ocean, even bigger. But lots of people don't. They think he's small enough to fit in a church house or an offering plate or an ancient book. Later in the same chapter are these words. This is the kind of talk that would horrify his mother. But he believes God is in everything and everybody, pieces of him. He doesn't just mean the spirit. He means the actual chunks of God. He thinks he's not only in the ocean, but also in Shady. Shady is a, a stray dog that they, they pick up on their trip from Tennessee to Florida and they adopt. He thinks he's not only in the ocean, but also in Shady and the sand and the trees, and every person on this beach, every person in the world. Today, right this minute, Justin can see nothing but ocean, but that is everything. And Justin could feel the everything, this is the capital E, everything, beneath his hand where he is resting his palm on Shady's chest and Shady's heart thumbs in a steady rhythm like the waves on the beach. He can feel the everything under himself in the gritty sand. He can smell it in the seaweedy smell smoothing over his face. He can hear it in the laughter of the teenagers down the beach and in the crying of the baby and the metal sound of the airplane sliding over them all and the water coming in and out, in and out. 
The ocean is God, but so are we all. Everything's God. This novel even quotes Thomas Burton, who was a, an early influence in my life in college. Thomas Burton said, everything that is, is holy. William Blake likewise famously said, everything that lives is holy. I wrote a blog post on this topic almost a year ago entitled, Everything is Holy Now. I was reflecting on a memorial service I attended online for Fran Bennett, who was a non-dual teacher and also transgender. At the service, the song Holy Now by Peter Mayer was played. It was a song that she often sang at her retreats. It echoes the spiritual awakening that she experienced in 2010 while taking the Eucharist. The first stanza of Mayer's song says this. When I was a boy, each week on Sunday, we would go to church and pay attention to the priest. He would read the holy word and consecrate the holy bread and everyone would kneel and bow. Today, the only difference is everything is holy now. Everything, everything, everything is holy now. In that blog post, I wrote these words. I said, everyone is holy. My transgender friend Fran was and is holy. My friend David was my roommate in college and a groomsman in my wedding. He was gay, a seminary educated, ordained Unitarian Universalist minister, a lifelong friend and one of the best people I have known. He ended his earthly life 20 years ago because the anti-gay hate of our culture was more than his sensitive soul could bear. Everyone is holy. Everything is holy. I wrote those words a year ago, and they prompted an angry response from one of my closest friends. He is a devout Calvinist and has become in recent years much more fundamentalist and legalistic and intolerant following the trend of evangelicalism in recent years. In an email to me, he accused me of all sorts of heresies, all because I would not judge, I would not judge folks. And Jesus told us not to judge people. He tells that in the Sermon on the Mount a little bit later after the Beatitudes. His words to me shocked me and saddened me, but I was not really surprised. The Beatitudes tell us to expect this type of reaction. Jesus said, blessed are you when they revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. In his email, my friend argued, if everything is holy, nothing is holy. I responded saying, if everything is not holy, nothing is holy. That sums up the difference between traditional theism and the spirituality of Jesus. The Pharisees were theists and they saw everything in terms of black and white, holy and unholy. And of course they saw themselves as holy and others that didn't abide by their standards as not holy. And many Christians think exactly the same way today. Jesus tears apart this distinction. Jesus, fellowship 
with those outsiders that the religious people of his day called sinners and unholy, unclean. Jesus said that these folks were entering the kingdom of God ahead of the Pharisees. The gospel says that at Jesus' death, the veil of the Holy of Holies in the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. This was a powerful symbolic action, meaning that everything is now holy. Not just a few square feet in the temple, but everywhere and everything and everyone is holy, not just a chosen people. That's what Jesus meant when he said that the meek shall inherit the earth. Jesus said the same sort of thing in the Gospel of Thomas when he said that one who sees the truth will rule over the all. He says, let him who seeks continue seeking until he finds, and when he finds, he will become troubled. When he becomes troubled, he will be astonished, and he will rule over the all. That is what Jesus was talking about when he says that the meek shall inherit the earth. Jesus did not come so that his followers could rule over a political, military kingdom on earth, a Christian nation run by Christian laws and defended by Christian soldiers marching to the tune of onward Christian soldiers. That was the temptation of the devil that Jesus rejected in the wilderness during the 40 days after his baptism. Jesus meant that the meek are those who have awakened to the truth that the whole world is yours and you are the world's and all is one. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And that is it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.